Welcome to KC Corner, episode 43, and winter is here. <laughs> this is, I guess, Florida winter. It's How about fall is here? It, it is nice to wake up a little cool breeze. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful great sunshine. golf weather. It is great golf weather. We're going to have to go out Thanksgiving week and play until we fall over. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Monday, 36 holes, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> that would be awesome. Maybe in the works. I love it. I love it. Hey, you guys had a good night last night. Your we did. K, your KC group. Tell us a little bit about that. A young adults group met at a Chad's apartment complex at Maitland Station there. 1792 big old pool area nice. cornhole so a little potluck too what did, what did you like call potluck i forget the uh, pot providence pot man. providence yeah we're yeah. you know we're you know when you're reformed mm-hmm. uh, you don't believe even we found out with Joseph, I mean, nothing happens by chance. God is in control, so it can't be potluck. No luck. No There's luck no at all luck. last night. There's pot providence, man. God <laughs> had predetermined what you were going to bring before the foundation of the he world. He knew Chad was going to make some great <laughs> buffalo chicken dough. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> a little I peel like and that. eat shrimp. Yeah, we, we had a Ooh. nice spread going. It was good. That's awesome. And your your 20-somethings KC group, uh, you guys liked the Keller Gospel and Life Oh, show. yeah, we did. We loved it. It's definitely. a really good series. It was a great series. Really good series. reminder of how you get the gospel in all things, which is great. Oh, so yeah. I guess the other groups are lagging behind. We we kind of blew. <laughs> you <it>. are. You <laughs> I know, mean, well, you had Corona or whatever. Oh, so whatever. You had to take some thing. take some weeks off. <laughs> exactly. We have one left, uh, but you guys have actually finished up and had a party after that. So yes. that's yes, impressive. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Impressive. Hey Brooks, good story. I got a great story for all those out in the KC Cornerland uh, of just how God is using KC Corner. As you know. We had a couple of special guests the last couple of oh, weeks, yeah. and Barbara it's just Carpenter. Just us two idiots today. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sorry, folks. Uh, Barbara Carpenter came and shared, and what a moving, incredible testimony she has. And I know that God has used it in so many people's lives just already. But I was talking to my sister in New Jersey yesterday, and she today has an interview to be a guardian ad, guardian ad litem which, you know, it's kind of helps the courts out with foster children mm-hmm. in New Jersey because she was so inspired by Barbara Carpenter. Yahoo! Shout out Barbara. Yeah, that is Inspiring awesome. Inspiring lives. And you know what? I, I, here's, here's how selfish I am. How about shout out Casey Corner? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I've been so excited. But listen, let's give a shout out where it's due. Shout out to Jesus uh, who transforms our lives and, and really uh, gives us not only the grace to to stand in his presence, but to, to work and to live for him. So Yahoo for that. Absolutely. That was a great interview. Hopefully we have her back. One yeah. Day. I'm excited. We were kind of getting into a nice groove, having some other voices. Here. Yeah. We're, I think that going into next year too, we're going to start having um, some more guests and everything, maybe every other week or so. The, the, so we'll, that, we'll figure that out. That will be great. We got interesting people at, at King's Chapel. We so do. We have them have their voice heard. <laughs> interesting. Interesting people. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. <laughs> So let's go ahead and get into what you meant to say. Well, what I meant to say last week as we continue our sermon series, our Rock Through the Ages, is we looked at Joseph. In the life of Joseph, it covers chapter 37 through 50 in the book of Genesis. And so the difficulty is how much do you put your arms around that? You know, what do you you, uh, preach from? But specifically in our sermon series, we're looking at how Joseph... Uh, points to Christ. And the way he pointed to Christ is he is a type of Christ. He's not of that promised seed that's going to come through Judah uh, eventually and through King David and come to Jesus. Um, And he's not per se a prophet, a priest, or a king. He didn't have those roles. He had a kingly role, uh, I guess you could say. But really, he's a type the way his actions uh, portrayed Christ. And 
Uh, he was uh, a beloved son uh, who was hated by his brothers. Uh, he was uh, one who uh, was able to forgive his brothers who, you know, did so much against him, sold him into slavery. And you think about Jesus hanging on the cross saying, Father, forgive them. I mean, wow, worse than selling him into slavery. They crucified him. So, mm -hmm. but what I hope to say last week in the midst of all of that is there's a phrase that's said twice um, throughout the story. And one is, um, he tells, when he reveals who he is to his brothers, he says, hey, listen, um, God sent, God did this. God sent me ahead of you to save lives. And then at the end of the story, when their dad is passed and the brothers are terrified that Joseph will take revenge, he says this to him. He says, listen, what you meant for evil, uh, God has meant for good. And I think it, what I meant to say more than anything is if we could understand that we live in a broken world, we do evil things ourselves. Evil is done to us. Evil is happening around us. Yet through all of it, there is a beautiful, strong, sovereign hand of God that is unfolding his plan. And now there's a mystery to that. I don't always understand how can God allow this into his story. And there's some pretty bad, dark chapters. But uh, and, you know, what a dark chapter for Joseph. But at the same time, he um, he saw that God's hand was in it. And mm -hmm. boy, Brooks, if we can see that God's hand is in it, we, we can't often, you know, you get diagnosed with cancer. Where are you, God? You know, your your child uh, is struggling. Where are you, God? You know, you're you're lonely. You're 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 stuck in the same ditch that you seem like you've been in for a long time. Where are you, God? And as I said, Sunday. We often let our circumstances define who our God is. And really, we got to let our God define what our circumstances are. Mm -hmm. And the only way you do that is you see the big picture. Uh, and we'll never see the big picture fully. So we have to trust this invisible hand of providence that really is governing all things. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this story is kind of the flip side of the prodigal son where he was sold into slavery, didn't necessarily want to leave his family, and then comes home and is quick to forgive his brothers and understands and everything, where prodigal son, obviously, he wants to leave his family, and then his older brother uh, has a little trouble with that. So yeah. I really like that story, too. And, yeah, I'm getting into the pain and suffering that you get into. And with the book Transforming Grace, I think we're going to see that a little bit, too. That's for sure. Hey, great insight, by the way. I, I didn't connect the dots of how that's kind of like the reverse of the the prodigal son story or the prodigal sons as mm -hmm. we learned uh yeah multiple so, exactly <laughs> uh so uh speaking of multiples uh yahoo we have twins in the world twins. how exciting is Susanna that and ford exactly and what was her nickname day. zuzu zuzu I zuzu yep, i yep. like that yeah zuzu I like, man and, i know uh, i know todd was telling us when he was in town last that they were thinking about the name ford and i was hoping they were going to go with it so yeah, i was happy awesome. to see that they officially officially the name i think that he's going to be as fast as a mustang yes for it's sure, sure. Um, sure. zero to 60 <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah so can't wait to see them but anyway back on track so that's that's what i had meant to say and um again i i love it because um the king's chapel family has been very gracious uh it feels like I, I step up to preach every Sunday with a, with a uh, fire hose. You know, it's like, okay, here we go. We're going to jump in the deep end. <laughs> I'm going to try to cover, you know, from 37 to 50 on the life of Joseph, hit the high points and uh, show where he points to Christ. And man, what a, what a joy. But Joseph is amazing. He's a rock star, um, but he wasn't a good enough rock star to save us. He's mm -hmm. a cool story. But boy, he's a rock star who points us to Jesus. 
So, good looking at this week. What do you hope to say uh, for Thanksgiving week? Um, I hope to have a, a, a coherent sermon by Sunday. <laughs> hope, hope to just draw something together. <laughs> exactly. Um, we are actually going to kind of come to a close of the first section of our Rock Through the Ages as we look to Moses in the burning bush on uh, Sunday. Uh, after that, after Sunday, we're going to jump to Advent and then um, in January do some topical things and then come back to the series in the book of Exodus Lord willing, somewhere in the February area. Mm-hmm. But, you know, really what I hope to say, I mean, what an incredible story. It's a, it's a theophany where God is appearing in a burning bush to Moses. Moses is the ultimate prophet in the Old Testament who speaks face-to-face with God. He, Moses is a, a savior figure of the Old Testament that leads his people, um, God's people, out of slavery into the promised land. And, I mean, all those things we can see um, Jesus. And so what I hope to say is, what does it mean that God gives us his name in, in Exodus 3? Um, Yahweh, I am who I am. I I will be who I will be. It's, it's an interesting translation of a name, uh, this eternal God of ours, and uh, um, how God is, has seen the suffering of his people, and it's time to set them free. So um, great story in and of itself, an amazing story um, uh, for God's people, an amazing story for us. But we're specifically going to be putting on the lenses of where do we see Jesus in this story? And I love it because I am. Um, it's, a, it's one of Jesus's favorite names for himself. He's mm-hmm. going to say things like, I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection in life. And also a great Mumford and Sons lyric. Oh, yeah. I forget what song it's on, though. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. How do we forget? So, um, so we'll, we'll be looking at that. And uh, yeah, uh, looking forward to it. And that's the closing of the first chapter of Our Rock Through the Ages. Yeah, and I like how, how you said chapter. It's probably it's it, yes. And how long, again, is that kind of sermon series you're thinking, too? I yeah, think it's, it's a couple of years. Yeah, it's a couple of years. It's, oh, don't scare everybody. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's, I know. It's I, didn't, take some I didn't mean time. to bring it back up again. <laughs> the first <laughs> we, chapter done. Yeah, ad nauseum. We <laughs> will be doing this the rest of our life. But you know what? The reality is, no matter what sermon series I will be preaching, I'm going to be preaching about Jesus because he is the gospel story and he is the Bible story. And there are so many stories, but he's the only hero. So, um, And I, I think I've said over the years that, hey, if you listen closely to my sermons, I preach one sermon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, and, and it's an incredible 66 books in this incredible Bible that gives you so much incredible ability to to preach but really you got one sermon mm-hmm. we a bunch are, of stories that all point to one guy. yeah the reality of we are sinners that desperately need a big savior and we got one in jesus well now finally go into the book i know we've been teasing it for about three weeks i think we need a drum roll <laughs> 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 chapter yes. one transforming yeah. grace yeah. Uh, we're diving in in the first chapter called The Performance Treadmill. Yeah, and even the introduction uh, with that as well, which I thought was really good. The, the preface, mm-hmm. I think it's actually called. but As book readers call it. <laughs> exactly. I think that most Christians in, in the uh, in Orthodox Christians would say, yes, that we are saved by God's grace. Um, but I think that where people fall off uh, the wagon, so to speak, is um, do we live by grace? And you know, we, there's a, there's basically um, this this mentality that we're saved by grace, but we live by performance. I guess that goes into the first chapter that, okay, Jesus uh, gets you in, but you better work hard not to lose it. You better not mess this up. And uh, I just thought it was really interesting that a lot of times we live our lives uh, 
kind of with an expectancy of God's blessing. It all depends on how well we feel we are living. You know, he makes a great point of that is, you know, if we're if we're doing good, uh, if we're living a pretty good life, well, God owes us. You know, we've kind of put some things in the bank, so to speak. And then when we need them, we can cash them in. And that's just not Christianity. And that's living by works instead of by grace. And that's just not going to happen. Yeah. And so much of our world is just the amount of work you put in, you know, you get more satisfaction or more uh, reward from it too. You know, in your job, if you work harder, you'll move up the ranks, get paid more sports. If you work harder, you'll become a better athlete. Sure. This is not the case with this. But I think that it's, it's not even that the hard work isn't the point. I think, uh, cause he does throughout scripture say that we are to do good works. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the motivation and the understanding of why we do them. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're doing them to try to earn merit and favor, we miss it. Um, because I love what he says in chapter one. He says, you know, through the life, death, and resurrection, I think he actually says through the cross of Christ, all of God's blessings have been purchased. I mean, all of them. And mm-hmm. so, you know, our forgiveness has been paid in full. Um, God's law is fulfilled through Christ's life. God's justice is fulfilled through Christ's death um, and all of the blessings that he will give to us have been purchased and so it's all done um, so it, you know we, we when we work uh, when we try to live a Christian life um, in line of works like that we're going to try to earn something uh, we forgot that everything has already been purchased mm-hmm. and uh, I think that the motivation slips away you know one of the things I thought was interesting he says uh you know, we we fall into this mindset that God answers prayer bases on on, on um, our work ethic, you know, or how we're doing. He answers prayer not on His grace alone. And I I remember specifically, Brooks, is that when back in two thousand nine, when my wife Katie was going through cancer treatments and and uh, had gone through uh, surgery and then some uh, chemo, then radiation and more chemo, and you know what that toll that took on her body. Um, I remember one Sunday that I had to go preach that God was good, you know, and I was struggling because she was struggling. And I, I tried to use everything I had in my arsenal to, to, to make God uh, make things better. You know, I was like, well, I've been a Christian all my life. I've been in seminary for 800 years. I, I've, uh, you know, I'm a pastor. And I realized in a very short order, I have absolutely nothing to leverage God. I mean, I have... I have nothing, um, and it really, I mean, nothing I could say could make him move, mm-hmm. you know, nothing I could say could indebt him uh, to, to my good works, mm-hmm. and it made me fall on my knees and just cry out saying, God, you're, you're good, and you're God, and have mercy, and mm-hmm. I think it was one of those times, I think I may have shared this over the years, I don't even know if I've shared this on KC Cornerland, but um, that God came out of that box, and I it was he was big, and so... I, that was something I thought was th- that you just can't, he doesn't answer prayers based on how good we are. Mm-hmm. There's a visual, and I forget if it's chapter one, so I may be jumping ahead here, but I liked it too much not yeah, to share where awesome. he said it was someone uh, standing if Grand Canyon, obviously multiple miles across, and people that compare themselves doing good, like we're all sinners, and we all fall short. So someone that used the comparison of if someone jumps and makes it six feet out and then falls to the bottom of the Grand Canyon <laughs> compared to someone who jumps four feet, they're both not even anywhere close to jumping yeah, across yeah, the Grand Canyon. Yeah, so exactly. That's the that's the visual he gave of how how much of sinners we are. Oh, that's a that that is a great visual. It it, it is so good. And I think, you know another thing he says with that is is the fact that 
that we're afraid of grace sometimes, Brooks. Um, and, and he basically said, you know, that if we really believe that, that Jesus has purchased it all for forgiveness and every blessing, we're afraid to tell ourselves that, that um, if it's all by grace, you know, what will we become? And I remember I was in a meeting once with uh, the famous Steve Brown. Steve Brown, great pastor, um, author, uh, great voice, the voice of God, you know, and so, um, and he was just talking about radical grace, beautiful grace, biblical grace. And I remember saying in the meeting, I'm kind of afraid of it because I feel like I should have a little bit of law. Um, I guess, uh, what Bridges would say, we're natural legalists. Um, you know, we want to kind of fulfill the law, make it on our own. And that I was afraid of it. If I really bought uh, hook, line and sinker grace, would I go off the deep end? Because I know that I'm a sheep prone to wander. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's almost like I need to have some guilt in my life, I thought, mm -hmm. to kind of keep me uh, within the lines. And that's just not true. I mean, that's, 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 I'm, I'm going to try to use the law. I'm going to try to use something to, to, to do uh, that, which it can never do. And, and that is uh, only by God's grace in the gospel. So, you know, I, I realized again, I think I'm afraid of amazing grace sometimes. And it's, listen, I'm a little bit older than you at 39. I have a few years ahead of you. <laughs> um, but it, it's taken a, it's taken me a lifetime. Uh, I still wrestle with this. I, I've read this book before and I love going back over it so much so that we're going slow. We're supposed to go through one through three chapters. <laughs> it took us three weeks to get through chapter one. Exactly. Right. But it, it was good. So, um, anyway, I think right. somewhere in that book, it used the term, uh, reckless love too, which is, I, I really like, it's just, you know, loving without direction. And that's how much he loves us. And we don't know how to handle that. We want structure in our life or law in our life. Like you were saying. Amen. And, and it's, uh, I love man, that reckless love. It's so good of what God has done for us. And I think even there, he says, you know, Hey, grace and works are, 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 are not, uh, they're, they're mutually exclusive. You know, these, these are two opposite things. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, you're enjoying the book. It's a great book so far. Great book. So we'll uh, going into next week. I think we're finally going to take a week off from wow. KC Corner. First I don't know if I feel good about weeks. that. I know. Wow. <laughs> take a little Thanksgiving week off, uh, and we'll be back with chapter two and three after that. That sounds. That so sounds then we're fantastic. back on pace. We're back on pace with the book. And we'll be in the Advent series then. So that will be uh, an exciting time. It will. It will. And hopefully we have good weather going forward too. It stays cool. No more. Hot summer days. Hot, humid. <laughs> I know we do live in the tropics here in Florida. It's crazy. <laughs> and you're going va uh, vacation, see your family up at, uh, where are you going again? We're going to go up to Durham, uh, Lord willing, and just uh, go up and spend some time with those twins and with Polly and, and uh, oh yeah, you can't Todd, forget Todd Polly. Jesse. Can't forget Polly. Yeah. Well, I can, yeah, you can't forget Polly. You might be able to forget Todd and Jesse. <laughs> so our whole family's hoping to get up there. Uh, it's been a tradition of ours to be in North Carolina over Thanksgiving. We usually up in the mountains, but... This year, because of the twins, uh, we'll be over in Durham, and we can't wait. Beautiful time. And Beautiful guess what? Time. I got a great, uh, unbelievable young man, good-looking young guy, great golf swing, <laughs> who's going to stay with my dogs while oh, I'm here. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, they don't go uh, anything in the house. <laughs> I hope not. So. <laughs> hey, love you, Brooksy. Thank you so much. And on that note, see you guys. All right. Bye-bye.